This is Courage Cast. Faith, inspiration, and motivation for today. Hey friends, I'm Eric Nordoff, and you're listening to another episode of Courage Cast. This is part two of my two-part conversation on the Courage Cast podcast with Dr. Charlie Weir, my pastor at Gateway Church in Franklin. That's gatewayfranklin.com is if you would like to learn more about them, uh, you can go there. We continue our really frank conversation. I start to to dig up some really tough questions, questions I've been faced with that I had to deal with uh, about my faith in Christ and and challenged me um, as I pursued Christ. And so I think this is going to be great for you as well. So stick around afterwards. Uh, I'm going to give you uh, an email address where you can get the rest of this conversation. So stick around afterwards. You'll be able to, to get that from me. And I'm looking forward to hearing from you after this episode. So let's continue my conversation with Pastor Charlie Weir. Well, why do I struggle with performance? I mean, I personally have wrestled with performance for years. I, I this just what you just said. I had a friendship for a long time where I always felt like I had to earn his mm-hmm. acceptance of mm-hmm. me as a friend, and I finally two years ago stopped that relationship. I needed to p- at least put a pause because I knew I was living in a performance mentality with him. And I recognized on a deeper level, I was living in a, I was performing for God. And so my prayer time, my devotional time um, wasn't internal. It was external to try to earn my way into. And, and, And as long as I performed well, and you felt I, good about yourself. I felt good about myself. Yeah. But whenever I sinned and whenever I made mistakes, which honestly was every day, but there were days where I didn't think I had sinned that badly. But there were other days where I sinned really badly. And um, and then I would just feel terrible. And then I wouldn't pray and I wouldn't talk because I didn't feel like I could approach yeah. God. So, so let's go to the emotions of a, of a relationship. When you are anxious in a human relationship, you're, you're, the anxiousness is always a, an earning kind of kind of spot, and so you're generally the one making all of the all of the calls, all of the progressions, and and a good test in those in relationships like that is like if you don't call in three days, does the call come back? Mm. Like like is someone calling you? Are they pursuing you? And and from a health side in a relationship, if you are the one always putting yourself forward like that, you need to pause because relationships should be life giving; they should be restful. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the, the, the reciprocal now, now let's go this, the relationship with God with us was never reciprocal. It was always one way. So he always pursues us. Mm-hmm. He pursued us. He pursues us and he always pursues us. Mm-hmm. He right. will pursue us. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the cross is a, a continual pursuit. It just wasn't a one time in history. It is a continual pursuit. So so we should be able to rest in the relationship with God because he has pursued us. But then he'll say, hey, look, I'm your very great reward. You, when, 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 you, uh, when you draw near to me, mm-hmm. I draw near to you. When you need wisdom, I'll give it without, without even seeing any kind of fault, and I'll give it abundantly to you. He has always reached out for us. So since he is the original pursuer, 
there should always be rest in our relationship with him once we have received that pursuit. Mm. Now my relationship becomes one out of thanksgiving, not an earning. And if I ever shut down and just say, I'm not going to talk to him in three days, I can guarantee you the man's going to talk to you. Right. He's going to reach back, continue to reach back out for us. Hmm. The reason why we fall into a pursuit, it's a lot of different reasons, but let's, you know, if you are a, um, firstborn only child, that's you know, what I am. It, okay. So, and, and there's a lot of people for, you know, firstborn only child, uh, or, um, male, female, male, whatever we, we have, our society is a performance society, you know, period. I mean, it, it just is, you get rewarded for, um, your activity mm-hmm. or, yeah. So, yep. Yeah, but I was trained that way for results. Yeah, and and re- you know what? Hey, we've succeeded because there's that drive. Um you know, scripture proverbs, one of my favorite proverbs is as odd as it sounds is go to the ant you sluggard and <laughs> consider his ways and be wise. It sounds very critical. It is. I like sluggard, but it's it's a complete observation of if you uh, a little slumber, a little rest, you fold your hands and poverty come on you like, you know, whoever was right. says, right? And so 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 scripture is a uh, will point out that you don't get to Paul even said, Hey, look, and someone in your fellowships, they're not working. You know that they're, they're not working. They don't eat. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't, you're not just, you know, you, you have to pull your weight, but pulling your weight is so much different as earning your way. Right. Pulling your weight is different than earning a relationship that's already been given. We are in a performance-based culture, hands down. But uh, again, in, in 12, he'll say, don't be conformed any longer to the ways of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We have to move ourselves in the spiritual realm outside of all the conformity that this world puts on us to understand a different kingdom. Mm-hmm. Christ comes and he brought a different kingdom. That's, that is one of the keys for me is this, this concept and this idea and the truth that we are kingdom building. We yes. are, we are, we are, accepted as children of God. We are his heirs and, and we've been given a great inheritance, but we, we constantly are wrestling with going back to this current kingdom yeah. that we live in, in our day to day, what we see with our eyes. Yeah. But then there's this whole other kingdom that we can't see with our eyes. And then sometimes we can't hear with our ears because why, why, there's so much Charlie that we could talk about, but so, you know, why can't I, I get frustrated that I don't hear him. Right. So, so I, I think, I think, um, to give a long answer to your short question, <laughs> it, it's like you have, what, what you have to do to a lot of different things. Let, let's, let's call them mechanical things in your life. There's a need to recalibrate. Right. Yeah. Even if you pulled up the compass on your iPhone right now and you hadn't pulled it up in forever, it causes you to turn it, I think, around and around and around so it can re- so it can recalibrate, mm-hmm. right? Um, because it hasn't been used. And so, uh, again, it's why I think, uh, of course, right, I'm, the pa- I'm a pastor, so I would think this, but I believe Scripture bores it out, that being a part of a local body and worship on a regular basis um, serves to recalibrate, reorient our life back to a reminder, okay, this is not all there is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I really think that what you described of how come sometimes I can't is because we constantly need to recalibrate as a reminder to us that this world is not all there is. And when we can really get it down in our heart, this world's not all there is. Then when something comes like I get laid off or even we'll take our elections right now, that's got everybody very, very anxious. Well, 
Romans 9, 10, 11 is a very clear indication that God's plan um, never gets thwarted. Mm-hmm. And so I live here now that the presidential election will impact me, mm-hmm. but it's not going to change the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to change God's plan for the kingdom. In fact, in God's foreknowledge, he's already worked out this stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, we, have, as an Americans, we want to protect our way of life, okay? No problem. I get it. I'm an American. I live here. But but the scripture also tells me I'm, I'm actually a pilgrim. I'm a sojourner. This, I'm not a citizen here first. I'm a citizen in heaven first. Mm-hmm. And so that kingdom, I have no qualms. I have complete belief that that kingdom is going to come. It's came, it's coming, it's come. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, am I concerned about where the country's headed? Yes. Um, am I concerned beyond where it's got me immobilized and somehow I think God has lost control? No, mm-hmm. not not at all. He is going to work his plan. So then I got to figure out then what is my role now? I mean, good grief. Israel in Israel's rebellion, God knows Israel's going to rebel. And and through that rebellion back in the Old in, Testament you're talking. In the Old Testament, but you know, and even Paul is 9 10 11 is basically saying um hey, to you Gentile Christians in Rome, don't think that God's done with Israel. Mm. So even all this new new covenant stuff that he that he talks about, he's saying we're not going to forget the people of Israel. No, because God's plan is still going to work through. It did work through Israel because Jesus is the Jewish Messiah. Mm-hmm. And so he's going to work through Israel. And although we're the wild olive branch grafted in, he's saying, do not discount that I still work through the, the domesticated olive tree. So basically, Paul's saying, you Gentile Christians, don't look down your nose at your at, at your because your brothers in Christ, you have Jewish brothers in Christ. And listen, Jewish brothers of Christ, just because the Gentiles have been grafted in, they're children of Abraham, too. Mm-hmm. And so Paul's trying to say that I basically I think Paul's trying to say is God's plan always works. Mm-hmm. And so because of Israel's rebellion, guess what? Because God said that his desire was for everyone to be saved and no one to perish. Right. Then he then he I don't know if leverage is the right word, but during the rebellion he opens it up to the Gentile world. Mm-hmm. Now think about Christianity being so centered now in the western world. Mm-hmm. And how secular western Europe and the United States and Canada have gotten, who knows if that secularization now is going to open up the gospel again to an Eastern world. I hear more people in Syria and Iran are coming to Christ hand over fist in the most oppressive regimes and the church throughout history thrives in oppressive cultural settings more than it does in very calm and domestic settings because right. we get stuck in our way we get we just get stuck and we we forget that it's all about the kingdom when you don't have anything mm-hmm. the kingdom's very attractive it is it when is. you have nice things it's amazing how dull kingdom stuff seems yes yes and that's one of the that's one of our themes in the in the courageous community and the courage cast um is is understanding how much of a great adventure it is to actually live with a kingdom mindset. It's it's yes. so much more exciting. If you're feeling bored with how easy things are and and how um the world kind of you 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 really are we really are pretty spoiled here. We've got we've got pretty much everything we need. And if you're if you're kind of looking for an adventure, understanding that 
building the kingdom and being a, a, a kingdom minded person is actually one of the greatest adventures that you can have. Well, and, and also I think it takes, we feel a lot of pressure to lead and I get, you call this the courage cast. So you, I would, I would guess that the listeners are people who want to, and have, are, are compelled and pulled to lead. Um, mm-hmm. But you know what? You can get worn out leading and um, there's a lot of pressure in leading. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's seasons where we're all gung ho and ready to lead. Cause we know, we think we know where we're going, but what about when, when you get, when, when you get in place, it's over your head. Yeah. Then what do you do? Well, the call that Jesus makes is to follow. Mm-hmm. And so that following to me is a whole lot more um, energizing um, and life-giving than it is leading. I, I want to be the lead follower. Mm. And if I can be the lead follower, that's exciting. I, the pressure of where we're going or how we're going to get there is not on my shoulders. The pressure on my shoulders, will I have the courage to follow where Christ is leading? Because I guarantee you, he's going to lead in a lot more challenging places than where I'm going to lead myself, right? I'm going to test yes. the waters a little bit. No, I'm going I'm to take that easy path over here. Well, I have yet to find Jesus leading me in an easy path. Wow, that is big right there. I think we're hitting on a, a real heart of the, the this whole idea of the lead follower. I actually had I thought about I've always understood that um, it's you know in my head I've understood that I am really a follower. That's why Jesus says my burden is light and my mm-hmm. yoke is easy yeah. because you don't have to be the leader. You're right. you're you're literally following me yeah i'm we're yoked next to but he's the he's the lead oxen yeah you know if you can forgive but that's the metaphor he's using that we're being trained to come alongside of him yeah so we're we're kind of walking we're walking next and we're working plowing the fields next it is it is a next to it's behind but when we get in trouble or let me say when i get over my head Mm -hmm. is when i think that i can take the lead well how does that manifest itself charlie it manifests manifests itself that way when i get the idea and i go run with it and i just assume god's going to be okay with it that's what i have the hardest time with or i or i still get stuck in my dad's been, my dad has passed away now, um, nine years, but I, I grew up wanting to prove to my dad that I was competent, trustworthy, um, and capable. I, I, I could do it. And what I found is I end up trying to prove to God that I am trustworthy, capable, and competent. And so I want to go perform for him again mm-hmm. so that I can hear him say, hey, you're doing Atta a boy. good job. And and he's saying, look, that that's not that's not what I need you to do. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> you, you don't you don't have to do that for me. We're going to do this mm-hmm. and we're going to do it together and just follow me and, and, and don't worry about where the credit, you know, if, if you're wanting credit as affirmation to who you are. How about that I died for you and that's your value and your affirmation of who you are? So he's already said it. He's saying it already without you even doing a single thing, right? Is he saying yeah. it out of boy already? Well, well, I, I think I think you have to, you know, see it that way. If you see that as now he says out of boy, you're mine. I mean, that's what he's saying. You're mine. You're not going to get any greater value than mine. So let's stop competing for value. Mm-hmm. Now let's start being shaped for extending the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And so 
does that, I don't yeah. know if that makes any sense, but we, man's most greatest need is for significance. A woman's generally greatest need to be loved. And Christ accomplishes both of those on the cross establishing our value and uh, and how much he loves us. It doesn't get greater than that. Mm. So let's put that one to bed. That one's done. Let's put that one to bed so, and say, where do you want me to follow you? Because that's his call to his disciples. Uh-huh. Follow me. It's his first call. Follow me. So follow me. That's his first call. And really, it's his last call in our lives. And so what I am... Um, going to lead us into next is just, I'm going to give everyone an opportunity. Uh, Charlie and I just continue the conversation for about another 45 minutes. And I did not want to uh, take up the rest of the week and possibly into next week on the Courage Cast. And I also wanted to respect people for where they are. And if this is something, if these are questions, if this resonates with you, and these are questions that you've been wrestling with and that you'd like some answers to, well, I want you to just do something very simple. I want you to email me at eric, E-R-I-C, at Courageous Community. Com, eric at CourageousCommunity.com, and I'm going to send you the remaining 45 minutes or so of my conversation with Pastor Charlie Weir. We dive even further into some of the more difficult questions. We wrestle with some of the more difficult of life's questions um, in the remaining conversation. I, I promise you it's going to be powerful. Uh, whether you are a follower of Christ or whether you are um, just really de- debating or thinking about whether you are ready to 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 follow uh, Christ or whether you completely have a ton of doubts and you're not even there yet, any for any one of you, this is an amazing conversation. So just email me at Eric at Courageous Community dot com. I will email you the link to the rest of the conversation. And then all I ask is that you come back to me, email me back and tell me uh, what you're going to do and what you did um, after uh, listening to the rest of our conversation. What choices did you make? How did this change you? Did this change you at all? If it didn't, why not? All of that. I'm excited to hear from you. All right, friends. Well, that is the end of this episode of The Courage Cast. I'm Eric Nordoff, and I'll see you on The Courageous Community on Facebook. Thanks, and have a great day, everyone. 